0: Basically, the last time we talked to you, it just started the drunk mom thing, and it like completely took off in a minute, right?
1: Yeah, it's it, she just turned a year old actually at the end of June.
0: Nice. Our podcast just turned a year old in May, so
1: Sweet. nice. And how are the kids? They are driving me crazy. Uh, we are what is it? Three, almost four weeks, I guess, into summer. Yeah. And, summer. and yeah. I want to cut my throat. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like I them, you know, like you do right before i got here I'm like don't yes. you make a sound um, <laughs> bribery we're, we're pulling out all the you tricks for these calls during iPad. the summer but it's not it's not working <laughs> yeah
0: I know we should have a whole. We to do well. This whole podcast could be about <laughs> uh, kids home for the summer, man. Because I am telling you, it, it, for entrepreneurs, it's miserable.
1: Oh, it is. Yeah, and you it works for crying
0: out loud. This is my office. I
1: know. <laughs> like, I know. <laughs> I don't ask you to take your fucking kids to the office, right? Right. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. I am like God. Um, I did a call, a video call yesterday, and then the day before that, I did like five, which is setting yourself up for massive massive failure and yeah that was a horrible day i felt really bad for my husband when he walked in the door i was like take these little (laughs) like
2: here are the children take them away it
0: was not a good day
1: but yeah so i'm like "Mm, probably shouldn't schedule five calls back to back you (laughs) jack
0: we should start recording i don't know if you're recording or not
2: (laughs) yeah i'm recording (laughs)
1: recording.
0: (laughs) we should do you know what this is one of the episodes that you should we should not you should not even Keep the recording from all the jokes and then record all of this because Amy's funny. Um, So should we jump in
2: Hilarious. Yeah, so welcome everybody. (laughs) We've just been chatting away already. This is Doing the Work with Jay and Becca and we are so excited to have Amy Wright with us today, host of the podcast Drunk Moms. Um, She's amazing. She's hilarious and she's also been a friend to Jay for
1: quite a while, right? And welcome, years. Amy. Been
0: buddies, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's been fun. And I don't have a podcast just yet. does not have a podcast
0: but... yet, right?
1: Oh! Coming. Okay. It's coming, it's coming. It's blog, so, right? Well, I mean, everything I've done has just kind of been thrown onto a Facebook page, kind of by, okay. like, uh, let's just see what happens, and threw it onto a Facebook page, and it kind of exploded. So that's where she lives at the moment.
0: Yeah, and so that drunk mom I, it exploded. It was like... 400,000 hits in a minute or something? <laughs> oh.
1: Yeah. I mean, let's not get silly, Jay. Um, no, it was you know, 200. I, I, yeah. I mean, come on. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it was... I started it uh, June 28, 2016, if we want to get down to the minute. Um, nice. Against my against my husband's wishes um, <laughs> with a great amount of fear and what the hell am I doing? Um, but within within a matter of a few months, I'd gotten a lot of attention, <laughs> a lot. Um, so just in this year, the first year that it's been up, there's been, I think it's right at 6, seventy thousand followers on the Facebook page and got flown out to to Hollywood because you know I'm a baller apparently. Yeah. And I was on the T D Jakes show and yeah, it's it's picked up a lot of attention. So it's been a lot of fun.
0: That's exciting.
1: So exciting. So
0: exciting Yeah, and just just (laughs) get drunk all the time and you're a mom, right? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's not, you know, that's how it started I thought. I'm just going to drink and talk because funny things happen. Funny things come out of my mouth when I'm drinking. And and then it kind of it kind of it turned into a movement all of its own which was more than I was prepared for. Um but totally willing to accept because my entire Business existence, I wanted to make change and make a difference, especially for women, especially for moms. And when all of those attempts at business, you know, kind of were meh at best, um, I just kind of got frustrated and got burned out and decided I'm just going to drink and talk. And then it turned into like this huge, oh my God, I can't believe you're saying the things that I think every day. And Thank you for for really saying how it is and not sugarcoating shit. Uh oh, what is this? What is this show rated? Can I say shit or we? Oh no, you're bleep? good.
2: You can say okay. all rated, the time. We're <laughs>
0: rated to R R or X, and it's all only because of our yeah. foul mouths.
1: Oh, mouse. that's my <laughs> favorite. Exactly. Okay, because I was gonna say I am gonna give your I'm gonna give your bleep man his his work's cut out for him. Oh yeah, yeah, um, we have
0: bleep man. Okay, no, no, we bleeps. wouldn't have a <laughs> podcast if we had a bleep man.
1: <laughs> beep, beep, beep. We'd be in trouble. <laughs> um, Yeah, so it, it was it, all of the, you know, I started it for fun, and I keep doing it because of the emails and the messages and the comments that I get just thanking me and, and t- people telling me literally how I've changed their life with just getting on a freaking Facebook live feed and talking about life and not censoring it and having my kids running around half naked in the background. And just, you know, just accepting what is as a parent instead of trying to hide it. And, you know, like I used to when I was in air quotes business, I'd go hide in the closet and like shove pillows under the door and be like, shh, don't say anything, you know, like this is a professional call. And I just quit. And that has been the biggest revelation, I think, for especially women. Yeah. Just. You know, mm-hmm.
0: and, you know. and now, when you do a call like this, you just pull out the toddler-sized ball gags, right? You strap yeah, strap them. Yeah, up ribs, yeah. And they're done.
1: <laughs> No, yeah. We, have, good. we have a mixing bowl full of Captain Crunch, some Mountain Dew. They're good. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: You're just setting them up for later. <laughs> yeah,
1: Dad comes yeah. Here's it's, all the sugar off the
0: ceiling later. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. You do what you need to do in the moment. Okay. You guys want to color with permanent marker on the bathroom floor. Fucking go for it. <laughs> just be quiet. Yeah. No, they're going to make your thing. Yeah. They'll definitely make an appearance later because you know, their half gallon of chocolate milk can only last so long down there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's hilarious. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on this show, is I feel like that that is another thing that we at least attempt to do, and I think we did a pretty good job of it, is keeping it real and um, talking about all the things that people don't want to talk about.
1: I'm um, really I'm good s-
0: at that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and so are we. So I thought it would be really fun. Yes, <laughs> I like show. it. Yeah. I like it. We yeah. like to just tell it how it is rather than sugarcoat it um, and get really real with people. So and That's I'm probably...
1: Jay, that's probably my favorite meme ever. Is I don't sugarcoat shit.
0: I'm not Willy Wonka. There you go.
1: <laughs> and yes, I find Amen.
2: It,
0: it, It's you know it's interesting to me because I function amongst women who are conscious like this and who do shoot straight and who do talk about all the things, and yet I am constantly bombarded by this weird world <laughs> that exists outside of i guess my own little bubble that i created mm-hmm. um that still like don't, doesn't you know tries to act like being a parent is oh isn't it lovely and aren't you having just such a great time and
1: you know <laughs> like yeah i
0: gonna freaking kill them are you kidding me like what are you talking Yeah,
1: about? <laughs> hashtag <laughs> like, blessed
0: Oh, God. Yes. Oh my God. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh. Living the mom life,
1: you
2: know, like mm-hmm. <laughs> I see all these new T-shirts that are out there where it's all this like, oh, you know, like mom, you know, Momtopia or whatever. Like and you're like what? <laughs> <laughs> you're like where the fuck is that? You're like
0: I don't that's know where that is, but
2: <laughs> <That's> um, <laughs> exactly.
0: That's Momtopia.
2: You live in your little like house where it's all like the crumb. I want to see the real thing. You know, that's where I think that even you remember the video that came out of the dad who was doing the interview on like the BBC or whatever, and his yeah. kid it's running in the back door. And what was funny to me about that, a couple of things, but it was like you know so real because it's like, yep, that's called what life is but it was also like it made this huge deal because I don't know I felt like because it was a dude you know exactly having this happen instead of like you know moms have we're gonna have it happen today you know even though my little one's out and my 14 year old's here she at any moment could come bursting through the door with an emotional crisis Mm -hmm. because now we're at that point which is just
1: Peachy. It's bullshit. It's total
0: bullshit. 14 year old girl. You had a son. Do you have a daughter uh, at uh, school also? Yeah,
1: she's coming into high school this year. Can you hear the excitement yeah. in my voice?
0: <laughs> <You're> <laughs> me too. It. There
2: we are. We're right there together. Yeah, uh, freshman. Yep. Yay, team. Uh, but, you know, so it's like. I laughed so hard at that video, and then I thought, you know, the reason why everybody's making such a huge deal out of this is because it's like the moms all go, oh, no, you know, we live this wonderful, perfect life. Or we're like, "Uh, no, that's just reality. That's just the way it works.
1: Yeah, that's my life every day, except for my significant other doesn't pop in and try to rescue the kids. Like, it's all me. Like, I'm trying to shove them (laughs) by the forehead out the door as I'm talking right um yeah just
2: like push them you can go here's your your next bottle here's your next bottle of Mountain Dew
1: I'm doing I'm doing the behind the back wave like trying to get them to go "Go away go go Go, shoot (laughs) <laughs> Since
0: it's summertime, I've been doing, like, mine come down when they get home. I'm on the phone with a client. I'm in my office, and they, they know they're not supposed to interrupt me, but it's summer, so somehow their brains are fried out. They don't yep. understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're, yep. as soon as they're like, downstairs in my office and I'm doing that, shh, get out. Well, I'm trying to listen to a client. Get out.
1: Get out. Right. <laughs> 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 oh, boy. <my. laughs> I was talking to someone <laughs> yesterday, and thank God it wasn't a video call because it would have been a total shit show. <laughs> and the mute button, like she's still talking, and I hit the mute button and I'm like, get in the room. And then I unmute it and I'm like, yeah, I totally get it. Remute it. I said, get in the room now. Like it was the stupidest <laughs> thing <laughs> that you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's fantastic.
2: Like, hear my version, my side of it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the beauty of the edit button for the podcast is uh, when the the thing happens in the background where you go, oh, yep, that. <laughs> you yeah. just take that part out. You don't want to <laughs> know that part.
0: Yeah. Oh, so yeah. tell me about your tribe, uh, Amy. Uh, you know, obviously you're attracting moms. Um, mm-hmm. And some of the stuff that they deal with. And one of the things that I end up speaking to a lot, um, which I still, again, continue to be shocked by <laughs> because I'm naive. Apparently um, is the world where, There is some level. In fact, I'll just tell you the story. My brother died recently, and we had a big family thing, and all my siblings are there, and my sister's there. My sister, my oldest sister, is in her 70s. I think she's 75. She was talking about her granddaughter having a baby. So this is her great grandchild that was just born. Is about Mm -hmm. a year so old. And these were the literally the words that came out of her mouth. Well, you know, you'd expect it of mom, but that he's such a good dad with that baby. He takes such good care of that baby. See, I almost vomited right then and there and I said, Did you just say, did you just say we would expect it out of mom? Because we can't have any expectation out of men, can we? If it's born with a penis, it can't have an expect we can't expect it to do a fucking thing. And if it does, right, if he does change a the mm-hmm. diaper, then he gets a gold star because he was born with a penis, so God forbid mm-hmm. we ever expect him to do anything. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. just like, oh my god! Did you just say that? Did you just really say that? <laughs> like,
2: yeah. Yep.
0: Hear it constantly. I
2: wonder too, with that kind of thought process too, because we always, you know, have these mom, you know, expectations and the mommy wars and the blah 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 and what we expect from women. Have you gotten much pushback for drunk mom? You know, like oh, people Jesus. saying you're not a good person because you're, you're doing terrible. these. You know, you're. <laughs> You're a horrible mother. Yes.
1: I've had people tell me that I should have my children taken away. Oh, my God. Um, that mothers should never drink. That I've had Facebook, quote, unquote, friends tell me that they couldn't support what I was doing because um, one lady said that, you know, she battled alcoholism. And I'm like, all right, so you clearly didn't see what we're doing here. So I'm going to go ahead and unfriend your ass now. Um,
2: <laughs> yep. Yeah,
1: and shockingly, but also not shockingly, most of the shitty feedback, the the, the frowny faces, the mad faces, you know, while I'm doing lives mm. or even in my weekly videos come from women. And yeah. mm. I think that's a part of the part of the problem, because <laughs> believe it or not, I have a pretty significant fan base of dudes who just think I'm funny, like they don't have sticks up their ass Right, And they can Mm -hmm. see the humor in it. And women, for some reason, and not all women, because I have some pretty cool bitches in my tribe, if I do say so myself. (laughs) But (laughs) the ones who are not of the cool bitch variety are usually the ones who have something firmly shoved up their ass or they need to catch a dick. I'm not sure which one. But they're very crabby. They're very judgmental. And they think that because I'm speaking you know, honestly, and I'm not like, oh, my birthday party, you know, the birthday party for my kindergartner, Pinterest, blah, blah, blah. I baked the cake from scratch. Like I'm not that mom. And I think that's threatening to a lot of people because that's, that's the expectation and has been for the last, you know, forever. Yeah. um, And it's not only the expectation
0: from June Cleaver, but now, now you're supposed to work a 40 to 50 hour job. Plus, be right. June Cleaver on top exactly. of that, and do it with a smile on your face while you're using the thigh master under your desk.
1: Yeah, right? and it's not. Um, first of all, it's not realistic at all. <laughs>
0: um,
1: no, but yeah. So, so the, the the short answer is yes. There has been a lot of hate mail, and you know whatever. It, it really hurt at first because I wasn't used to that, and that was my biggest fear when I started this. Was oh my god, what are people going to think? But yeah the The trauma that I had experienced right before starting this was that my son was he's almost nineteen now. he was in severe legal trouble. he'd got kicked he'd gotten kicked out of school. I had to go to court with him multiple, multiple times um, over all of this crap. you know, he'd started smoking pot and like not a good situation to be in. And I found myself nine months pregnant in the front of a courtroom testifying for my son. Now, if that doesn't break you of your fear of judgment and what other people think of you, nothing probably will. Like that, that moment right there when I was like, couldn't see my toes standing before a judge testifying on behalf of my child. um, You know, I could hear like, oh my God, who does she think she is having another baby when she can't even control this child? And, you know, walking into his hospital room when he just attempted to take his life, and all of this different stuff. So that happened December, January, March, April, May, June. Seven months before I started the Drunk Mom. So it was like all of these, all of these <clears throat> things that kind of happened. Now I know they happened for me instead of to me. Um, that kind of changed my perspective of what other people thought of me, and that yeah. was why the subtitle of my book is like. You know, no fucks given, because if you make it through something that fucking traumatic in a public eye while you're nine months pregnant and there's so much judgment, I'm like, who cares if I make a joke and somebody doesn't like it? You know, yeah, <laughs> like who, who, cares? who cares if I talk about um, shitting my pants in in a rental car and it offends somebody like it's my story. It's not theirs. And if they yes. don't like it, they can just click off of it which I don't understand why most people don't do that they have to make a shitty comment before they leave your page but it seems to be like a trend and I need I need I need that to stop people
0: yeah it's pretty interesting people (laughs) somebody asked me that the other day they said that I don't know I was in a some kind of group and they said Jay don't you get a lot this I don't know how the subject came out but they were like Jay don't you get a lot of hate mail or don't you get a lot of you know negative comments and stuff like that and I was like I don't know I don't read them (laughs) I I don't I don't I put, I literally, nope. fo- I followed the Glenn and Melton Doyle. I heard her speak once and somebody asked her about, you know, how you deal with all the criticism. And she was like, I, what I do is my art, is what I consider my art. And I put oh. it out there and it's my art. And then art makes people emote. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And they're going to emote in, po- in positive ways and negative ways. And that is not about me, it's my yeah. art. And so for me, I put out a podcast, I don't listen to it, I put out, you know, I do an interview, I don't go back and read the comments, why would I do that? I just, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't pay attention to that stuff. I heart. still
1: do at this point, I still do, I still go back and look at the comments because for me, right now at least, what keeps me going and keeps me doing this is the positive comments. So yeah. that's where my focus goes right now is,
0: yeah. okay,
1: so, so was this a good video? Like I, I use it as feedback on what I can create further in the future.
0: Sure. And,
1: you know, I do block some assholes in the process, right. um, who don't have anything nice to say, but it's just, I never thought that I would be the person who could develop a thick skin around stuff like that, because believe it or not, I am very sensitive.
0: Yeah. Um, I know that about you
1: and yeah 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 and and words hurt you know sometimes especially yeah. when they're attacking mm-hmm. your your family or your kids or whatever right. yeah. um, but i've i've gotten to a point where i almost almost i'm still a work in progress feel empathy for people um, who are super cruel mm. on things yeah. because i'm like you know no one who is happy and leading any type of a fulfilled life is gonna go trolling on Facebook to tell you you're a rotten piece of shit. Like that just right. doesn't it doesn't happen. So exactly, exactly. I envision those people as being like super miserable in their lives, and they've mm-hmm. got to get that out somehow. And I'm just the target at the moment, yeah. <laughs> which lucky me. Plus, um, I
0: mean, how much do still have a lot of compassion for them? They have no sense of humor. Clearly, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that's
1: yeah. like, like I said, girl, you need sad. to catch a dick or something. Yeah,
0: they're sad. They're sad. Yeah.
2: Give me your
1: address. I'm going to send you a vibrator or something.
2: Yeah. No, I think that that's one of those things when you put yourself out there. I mean, one of the things that we do on this podcast is we do coaching sessions with me. And so um, it's like, hey, you know, this private, what normally would be this private coaching session is suddenly in front of a a microphone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't even think about it anymore where the microphone sort of disappears and I forget that there are people listening, yeah. um, and then it goes out there, and I think, oh, you know, at first it was more, oh, crap, you know, what's my mom going to say, or, you know, even that, less than like what the people's opinions were, like that were random strangers, um, but it's, it's like, you know, if you have an issue with that part, that's on you and not on me, and I am going to keep bringing it to the table, because in the end, you're helping more people than you're Hindering, because if you're gonna have those moms who like literally, I remember being in the depths of it where you were like, "I'm all alone. I'm the only mother who's sitting here with my third glass of wine, crying mm-hmm. in the living room, surrounded by little socks." Yeah, <laughs> um,
1: yeah.
0: That's a nice image, surrounded by tiny. Socks <laughs> you know, like and tiny underwear. <laughs> there's all
2: these fucking little socks, and I can just wait for the baby to start screaming any minute now, and. I will like run and hide in the closet, you know, and thinking nobody else got that because all you see out there is the perfect Pinterest birthday party or the, you know, today we went to the zoo and then we went to the blub. You don't talk about the freaking meltdown in the you know, chimpanzee section when the kid doesn't want to move and you want to lose your mind and it's 112 degrees outside. Yep. You just have the perfect little picture of the family. So I totally appreciate what you're doing 100%. Yeah. And on the flip side of it, you know, there are people who do get their feel goods by having that sort of perfect little family. And I don't think it's any judgment against them either to be real like if you do have a pinterest life good on you like if you're happy in it like if it makes you feel good and fulfilled and loved and wonderful because you you're creating that world for yourself awesome you know yeah i'm not that way and this is just a different version of it so you have your pinterest world and we have drunk mom that we can turn to (laughs) like it's okay
1: yeah but i think even the Pinterest moms, like I don't see it as an us against them thing. No, exactly. I think, no. I exactly. I think I that say. we all have those moments. We do. Um, whether or not, you know, maybe she's crumbling under under the pressure of her Pinterest life, or maybe she has expectations from her mother, or her mother-in-law, or her husband, oh, or, or or. She's placed these expectations on herself because when she decided to become a mom, she was like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to be that. And then the yeah, that the was fan. for me,
0: the perfectionism I put on myself to, about being a parent because I would wanted to be a dad my whole life. Like yep. for me to be a father, I mean, it was a lofty goal when you're a little girl to want to be a dad. Big yep. goal, big goal.
1: Yep. <laughs> like, yeah, you <my laughs> did it, man. Finally there, yeah. man. Oh yeah, you did. And then, <laughs> and
0: then I was, and then I felt like I sucked at it, you know. And I was completely beat the crap on myself. I mean, the level of my own abuse on myself for not being perfect at it, and not and expecting myself to be perfect at it because. I just go, like you said blessing hashtag blessing aren't mm-hmm. you blessed everywhere I went oh I'm so excited mm-hmm. for you aren't you blessed and I'm like no I want to kill them yeah. like <laughs> no I hate them <laughs> I, I are you talking what you know it was awful so I agree that pressure on yourself is huge
1: yeah and a lot of times I think that pressure comes from you know we say that we want to be great parents I want to be a great mom or I want to be a great dad but we never really define what that means for us like what exactly does that mean? Like fucking write that shit out. And that's where a lot of times the mom guilt I think comes from is that we just want to be a good mom, (laughs) but we don't know what the hell that means. So, you know, if you're like, I have a, a friend who travels a lot for business. She retired her husband, he stays home with the kids and she travels. And a lot of us moms would be like, Oh my God, I don't know if I could do that, like blah, blah, blah. But she's defined what it means for her to be a good mom. She yeah. knows, like, I am going to, I am going to provide for my family. I'm going to allow my husband to stay home with the kids. I'm going to, you know, whatever it is, take the kids to the beach or read them stories at night or make sure I call them every day. But you really have to define what in the fuck that means. Otherwise, you're yeah. just going to be shooting towards some weird <laughs> goal that you don't even know. You don't even know anything about it. You just want to be a good mom. So you really have to define what that means for you.
0: Yeah, I think that's very powerful. And, and getting uh, some clarity and uh, discernment around what is yours and not what is being put on you by everybody else.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Is very powerful. Yeah. And, you know, like I just had a moment <clears throat> two days ago, I was just sharing this with my sister. I came home and just went upstairs or I was downstairs working and I went upstairs to take a break get a cup of coffee and it was right at the time when my daughter just got home from day camp and she was pissed at my son because he had eaten something of hers On you know <laughs> typical <laughs> shit right yeah. They're pissed at each other well, I ignore it I go I to stack and then at some point he comes down to my office um and she comes down and says hey I thought we were gonna play monster trucks and he goes oh yeah I forgot and they start to walk off And I hear her, because apparently then she had been really mad at him and wasn't talking to him upstairs earlier. I didn't know this whole story. I was downstairs. (laughs) All I hear afterwards as I'm sitting in my office, as they they start to leave my office and I hear my daughter say, hey, I'm sorry I got so mad at you about that eating thing. And he goes, yeah, I'm really sorry I ate your thing. And they both went, yeah, it's no big deal. And then they went on. And I Hmm. I like about wept. (laughs) I was just like, Of all the things, because I screw up, as a I win has always been my definition of being a good parent. Is I step in it. I am. I fail. I do. You know things that are unconventional. I mean, I. I'm. But man, my kids will always, always, always have me come to them and apologize or clean it up when I have stepped in it when I have messed up. And I have. I am good at apologizing. I'm really good at giving up being right and apologizing. It's a muscle that I'm really flexed at. And it's my definition of being a good dad is being somebody who can, you know, clean up their messes. It's very powerful Mm -hmm. to me. I heard my Which kids means it now, now
1: you're raising kids that know how to how do I it. Do that? So
0: that's I was like, awesome. Oh my God, I'm so excited. <laughs>
1: <My God. laughs> I did. something
0: <laughs> good. I, <laughs> I, I did. I was like, I did something right. <laughs> like,
2: I'm, I'm, I'm not, not a, a complete man. That's
0: failure. A <laughs> free for the week.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I uh, yeah. love it. Yeah. I
0: love that. That yeah. definitely, what is your definition? I think that's a great question. We can ask all our listeners, like, what is Mm -hmm. your definition of being a good mom or a good dad? Like, what's your, don't make it about what other people think, but about what you think and what is, would be powerful for you. Good stuff.
2: Heck yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mine is if they ever do anything, their damn selves. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) If like my, if I came in and like they had made their own lunch, that would be, I would win. I'd be like, Look. I have created a human being oh, that can well, do awesome. things for themselves.
1: Yeah. That's but I'm not me, quite I'll, there I'll yet, give you a word but, of uh... <laughs> Yeah, but a word of caution here, and I, I would only say this because of what I experienced with my son. Be careful about when you say, Oh, I want kids who are XYZ because there's only so much you can control there you know, even, even doing my best as a parent, as a single mom with him, as you know, he, he was my entire world before I had our other, other babies. Um, it was just me and him for five years. And my former definition of being a great parent would be to raise kids who are respectful, responsible, blah, blah, blah. But to see him, back then and even a little bit now as an almost 19 year old trying to find his way. If I put, if I placed my definition of being a good parent on how he turns out or his actions, you're going to fuck yourself over.
0: I agree with that
1: because you can't, you know, there's only so much you can control as a parent. In fact, very fucking little, if we're being honest. Yeah, you yeah. Know, you can only really control what you do and how you show up, and the rest is up to them. And if they choose to turn into little assholes, well, maybe that's on you, but maybe not. So that's where I got kind of fucked for a while, was because yeah. you know, who raises a kid who wants to take their own life and and does all this stuff and wants to just sit around and smoke pot all day, like. I can still, to this day, go down that rabbit hole and blame myself all day long, even care. though logically I know that I did everything in my power that I could to be sure that he had a good mom. So yeah. that's kind of a double-edged sword there. I agree. You.
0: And I, Well, but the other thing, too, to just put out there, and I tell people this all the time, and I hope that when my kids get to this age, I keep this in mind or someone will remind me, <laughs> uh, because I have, I have a... 27 nieces and nephews and 28 great nieces and nephews and I'm the youngest of nine and I came from a family where pretty much almost all of us or if not every other one of us between the ages of 16 and 24 had to go through something just disastrous almost you know like yeah like wanting to kill themselves or meth addicted or clipped a, c- 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 what's the one that Kleptomania. Kleptomania. I mean, I could go Uh, on and on and on. I'm not kidding. (laughs) I could go on and on and on. What I know about that is, fortunately for us and for our family, because we had such a strong family unit, and that's what I say is attributed to it. Every one of us have come through that. Every one of us have, and there's, you know, we're in a different generation now, so now we've got different generations of, and a few of them are doing that. They're having a hard time during that Mm 20-something. But I think part part of that is a developmental stage that nobody ever talks about in your 20s where you're just trying to figure your stuff out and pushing all those boundaries, and nobody in parenting ever talks about it as... You know, I have a friend going through it right now. It's so powerless, right? Yeah. As a parent, she can't do anything, right? She's completely powerless. And the one thing she can do, and this is what I keep telling her, is you cannot take this on and make it yours. Because this is your kid's deal. This is your kid's journey. And this is when they're grown. <laughs> and they're, they're right. going to create the life right. they're going to create. And no matter how good a parent you were, and we know this, we know people who, in our world, from compared to my life, they had the easiest childhood ever, and yet they're still 22 years old and being dumbasses. I mean, I think being a dumbass when you're between 17 and 25 is just like, that's human. (laughs) We become dumbasses until you hit like 27. Yeah, you're
1: right. You're right. I've had a lot of parents reach out to me because when I wrote my book, I wrote about, well, everything. But I I wrote about that experience and what that was like was my then 16-year-old son going through this huge transition and trying to figure out who he was and um and it was hard as a parent you know especially to go sit with your kid um in a basically a padded cell <laughs> yeah. um you know that that it doesn't have anything in it where you could potentially hang yourself like that's some scary shit and that's a really easy place to start placing blame on yourself as a parent when really I don't know that there's anything that I could have done differently to not have him be in that place. And if there was, I didn't know it at that time. So you
0: did the best you could. Yeah, and it was a
1: real, a real growing place for both of us, I think, because you know he was young and had just gotten his license, and he'd he'd gotten grounded and had his car taken away, and all this like stupid shit. This sounds stupid as an adult. You're like, oh, you got your fucking car taken away, so you're gonna off yourself? That's real smart, but. As a kid, you don't, I mean, you haven't experienced enough of life yet to understand, like, what is a big deal and what really isn't. So everything that they feel is a big fucking deal, you know,
0: so so it was
1: really, it was a really hard thing for us to go through. And it's really hard as a parent to see your kids going through shit and knowing when to step back and let them, because I have a tendency to want to be the helicopter parent and just like help everything and be like, oh, right. well, let me help you with this. And it's really debilitating yep. for for yeah. kids. So mm-hmm. that's been a hard lesson mm-hmm. for me to learn. Like, okay, you need to step back and let him go through his shit. So right yeah. now, to date, he lives um, with his girlfriend in an apartment, like, He's he does a lot of shit that I don't approve of, but I don't say a lot about it because I know number 1, he's not going to listen. And number yeah. 2, like he needs to experience this shit and figure life out on his own.
0: Yeah. Without
1: without me interjecting all of the time.
0: Yeah. Just going to follow the we love the book duct tape parenting. Um, and the duct tape is for your parents' mouth and hands. And, mm. uh, yeah, it's a fantastic book and we follow that. We do our best to follow that model. And one of the things that in there that I think this is appropriate, no matter whether you're talking about your kiddo today or you're talking about my seven year old or my, when they were four or five, you know, our kids do now get up because we started this method about a month, two years ago, our kids do make their own dinners, they make their own lunches, they pack their own lunches, they make their own breakfasts, they, you know, they clean their own, they do all the stuff, right? They do a lot of stuff. And we have a whole list that they're still learning. But part of what they talk about in this book is a lot of why parents don't have the kids, you know, why kids, they hover and they're not independent is because parents don't want to have to clean up the mess, right? Mm -hmm. And what we have to remember is let them make their fucking mess (laughs) because it teaches them everything that teaches them so much. And your kiddo now lives on his own and he's probably making messes that he gets to clean up on his own because you're not in it. And there's no better lesson than having to clean up your own mess um, and letting things get messy. I mean, I think that there's such power when we read that I was like, God, I'm like that. I don't. I'd rather do it myself than have them trash the kitchen. Well, guess what? Not anymore. I've figured it out. I've got myself to a place where I let him trash the kitchen because I want him to learn. And you know, I come out from waking up the other day, and there's a jar of peanut butter with the lid off, two jars of jelly with the lid off, bread everything. Yeah. But Emmett's been up for a couple hours and he's fed himself. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it's
1: you have to really That's decide. All I really care about. <laughs> yeah, right? you have to really decide though, like. As you know, I'm I'm not talking like I'm a fucking grandma here, but I'm not. Um, As someone who's gone through this stuff with my oldest, it's, do you want to clean up the little messes now or the big messes later? Because if, if you have a kid who you debilitate by doing everything for them and solving all of their problems, they're going to be shitty communicators. They're not going to know how to be in a relationship. They're not going to know how to do anything for themselves. And then, you know, (laughs) it's going to be really hard for them later in life. And that's when you start to get into the big messes of legal trouble or relationship trouble or, um, Mm -hmm. you know, Oh, I, I don't know how to, tag my car, you know, or go yeah. to the DMV or, or right. stuff like that. So it's like, do you want to clean up the peanut butter and jelly now? And then like right. appear in court later, or right. like what
0: are that's <laughs> what I love about this book. This book talks about the, by the time they're in junior high, they should, that in junior high, they need to be focusing on learning boy, girl, boy, boy, girl, and types of relational relationships. So by the time they're 11 or 12, they should be able to, to function and do everything on their own in a household. So, you know, so that's why we're learning things like now this summer we're focusing on laundry because they already got, they know how to like this morning they got up and cleaned the bathroom together. So they knew how to clean the bathroom. They know how to pretty much clean the, clean the kitchen. And and now we're working on laundry, you know, those kind of things. So that they can do that. And my other favorite thing about this, which I'm telling you took me, and it's still hard for me sometimes (laughs) is money. We give them money. And the money has nothing to do with their contribution to the household. So there's a contribution to the household that we all make, and they are expected to make that. But the money isn't tied to that. The only reason we give them money is exactly what you just said. Would you rather clean up a small mess now or a big mess later? If you give them money now and let them fail with it, my kids are seven years old. They get $7 a week to fail, (laughs) to spend, to blow, to do whatever they want. Because by the time they're 14, they will have had seven years experience mm-hmm. with money and making poor choices. And, you know, we've already had Emmett, you know, buy something and then come back home and be like, yeah, I shouldn't have bought that. I should have bought the other thing. And then next week, make sure he saves his money so he can buy the other thing. You know, like they're already learning. It's hard for me because I want to control what they spend their money on and I don't want them mm-hmm. to spend it all on sugar and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I love the lesson that they're learning to navigate money at an early age where the risk is low because when they're 19 the risk is high with money and hopefully by that time they've got all this experience so i love that it's a whole philosophy of let them fail let them fall
1: yeah and it's not easy
0: no no <laughs> no. No. no no it's Stay not high too that's that's painful stuff
2: hell yeah so uh we are right up against our hour or half hour here actually a little bit over but um i do want to send people your directions. so you mentioned that you have a book and yeah, so that is what is that where can we find that and where can we find you and all that good stuff
1: yeah so everything that you may want to know or maybe don't want to know is over mm-hmm. at the drunk so be sure to put the drunk mom and not just drunk mom because uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's a porn site. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but maybe that's your bag. Maybe you want a little. Maybe. yeah. Maybe. Whatever. Yeah. Maybe we'll go to both. <laughs> yeah. So go to thedrunkmom.com. You can find the book. I've got a mom's club that we just started about three months ago. That is awesome. And that's where we talk about everything. So you can't get away with, you know, posting a lot of private shit on my page. Because that's a very public space. But um Mm -hmm. i I do have the club for moms where it's a safe space they pledge to not be dick bags douche canoes or ass hats to each other so it's a very loving (laughs) um (laughs) loving space so yeah you can you can check all of that out and then of course facebook i'm over at facebook.com forward slash the drunk mom the drunk
2: mom Ah. I can't wait. I think, you know, guys, you have to go watch some of her videos, you're going to laugh your ass off and be like, yes, me. If you have any experience in momming, this is you. So uh, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so glad that we got to touch base, and um, I'm so excited for you. You have to let us know, like, how the Hollywood thing goes and all that. I mean, who knows Thank where
1: this is going to head? I shall. It's going to be fun. You just prepare to see my face all over everything.
0: I'm excited about that.
1: <laughs>
0: Yay! <laughs> right on. Oh, yeah. Amy, thanks for being on our show. I adore you as always and appreciate thanks, your work guys. so much.
1: I appreciate it. Oh, okay. There, there we are. You. <laughs> right
2: on time. We made it! Thank oh, <laughs> you. Who the fuck is she? A four <laughs> <mountain two>. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, everyone. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining us again this week on Doing the Work with Jay and Becca. We appreciate you so much and we invite you to join us at Doing the Work with Jay and Becca on Facebook. Uh, We have a great discussion group there going or visit us at jayandbecca.com for show notes. We have uh, pullouts of links to the books and the things that we talk about and as always, we are here for you and we want to be part of your weekly self-care. So thank you so much for listening
0: stay connected and most importantly be kind to you
2: hell yeah thank you so much jay and we'll see you next week
0: see you next week